do 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 I've been meaning to try to get like some beginning music or something to this, but haven't quite got there yet, so I did a do 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 to start this off. Anyway, welcome to episode 65 of A Better Father, Processing the World Today is my title because I will be talking about where I'm at, how I got here, and doing the normal kind of thing. So, starting off with uh, part two of my podcast is my child story, and it's another Kelvin and Hobbes story with my daughter, who found it absolutely hilarious about three nights ago, sitting at the table, eating her dinner, had the Kelvin and Hobbes collection out, reading through it while she ate, and it's a strip where the dad is looking for his glasses, he can't find them, and then um, he... He asks his wife. She doesn't know where they're at. Calvin walks in with his hair kind of wetted down and wearing his dad's glasses and being like, I take away all fun. There is nothing good about anything, blah, 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 being his quote-unquote dopey dad, which he says in there somewhere. And my daughter laughed herself to tears reading this. And now she finds it hilarious, and this is where you can question the influence of Calvin and Hobbes on my daughter, but now she's been going around randomly referencing me as Dopey Dad and then just starts laughing. She just thinks she's hilarious for quoting Kelvin and Hobbs and calling me a Dopey Dad. It's adorable. It is sweet. I am totally fine with being a Dopey Dad. Probably in some levels I am a Dopey Dad. But it is amazing to watch. It's great that it came from that, Kelvin and Hobbs being where it came from. And I just love to watch her read and process and pull these tidbits out of these stories that she carries with her. And there have been more than a few Calvin and Hobbesms. There's a comic strip called Beardo, which I need to tell the Beardo story at some point. But uh, yeah, anyway, so that is where that is at. That is my latest uh, daughter story, child story for the week. And I highly recommend letting your kid read Calvin and Hobbes because he is a mischievous guy, but it's ultimately very sweet. And if you talk with your kid and kind of process it with them or read it with them, and who knows, you just might end up being called a dopey dad. Now, moving on to part three of A Better Father. Uh, parenting tip. Share what you can. Give away what you have. There are some neighbors that have a three-year-old daughter, three and a half now, who uh, they want to get reading more. They actually said at one point we were hoping Charlotte's influence... I keep doing that. Hoping her influence, my daughter's influence on their daughter would be to help encourage her to read more, but they just get together and play. And then sometimes they'll go upstairs and my daughter will be reading and sitting on the bed and then their daughter will be like, I'm bored, I'm leaving or whatever. So trying to get that influence in there or whatever. But uh, my daughter has randomly given them books of hers to have, to share, whatever. They have another little girl who was just born a few months ago. So they got two little girls, newborn and three. And my daughter has given away a lot of her books to them to read. She's given them to their oldest daughter to read to their youngest daughter. And yesterday, uh, the soon-to-be ex gave away some of uh, these books. They're called Bob's Books, and they're beginning reader books. And my daughter used them in a way to help her learn. I don't know where they fell into the learning process with it, but my nephew had them when we went to visit him. And my daughter loved them, and I thought they were great. I'm like, whatever, you can read. But it was funny because they're they're black and white books, and then sometimes they'll have like a random like hat colored or whatever. And um, he he was saying to the dad was saying to his daughter, 
you know, like, don't color in these or whatever. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. She can color in those. Like, if she wants to, like, just whatever. And he kind of looked at me. And I was like, I never put limits on my daughter when it came to books. Writing them, drawing them, coloring them. Just like the book. And whatever it takes to get you to like the book. Which was, I don't want to take this down a negative trail, so I'll just keep it positive. But, and he just kind of looked at me. I'm like, yeah, let her do whatever she wants in those. And probably keep them. I'm assuming the ex is going to, like, want them for whatever reason. But... I don't know. It's just like they're black and white picture books. Like, go for it. Like, whatever it takes to get you interested in sitting in front of the book and the words and everything. And then he was talking to me about, like, how if these really help Charlotte read or whatever. And I was like, I think so. Like, I just read to her all the time. And it's weird because I always feel bad when I say this stuff. Like, I, <laughs> it's weird that I feel bad saying that I didn't put my daughter in front of screens and I just read to her and played with her for the first four and a half years of her life you know lots of fights around that but that's all I did I didn't put her in front of screens ever for four and a half five years her mother did a few times but that was also another argument battle and so I'm saying that to him and I feel like oh because I was like I feel bad saying I didn't do this thing but I'm like no like everybody else has no problem saying they put their kid in front of a screen or walking around Myers with the kid holding an iPhone so they don't have to deal with them my daughter would sit in the cart and read books so I got to get over feeling bad about that. It's not so much a judgment call, a little bit, but um, it is just this. That's what I did. Anyway, so I was telling him, like, I just read to her, so I don't know which which parts connected, which parts didn't connect, where she fell in things or whatever, but um, I do feel like those helped a little bit, but anyway, so I was just giving him tips about, like, following the words with your fingers. I would sit my daughter in my lap, and then I would just go over it, and then I would start pointing at the side of sentences so that she could just see where I was at in the process and hopefully know. And then I would kind of mix it up with um, pointing to at each individual word as I read it or pointing off to the side and just making sure she knew where I was at in the reading process with sentences. And with the Bob books, it's literally just like four or five word sentences, so it's really easy to just point at the word and say it. And then um, anyway, so I was just giving them kind of tips and tricks on that. But the point of that parenting tip is give it away let other people get what they can from it when you don't need it anymore lend it borrow it I think it sets a good precedent and it starts conversations with well how did you utilize these what did you do with these and then you get a parent conversation going so share share all you can and that's part of why I'm doing this podcast is to share my thoughts and knowledge around this stuff all right moving on to part four of a better father so divorce thought this I was talking to my dad kind of not so, I haven't been venting as much recently. Like, things are just kind of where they're at. It's very unfortunate this is where we're at and this is how it is and the money that's being spent and everything else. But my dad made a comment to me when I was kind of like, so kind of sort of frustratedly saying this to him. And I think this, again, can apply to more than just divorce. But he was like, this is taking, this process is going longer than you thought. No, this process isn't as easy as you thought it was going to be. And for your soon-to-be ex it's not going the way she thought it was going to go for her. And so we're both in this spot of frustration where I, I, I kind of thought we could have this over easy and just, I again, I should have known better after 12 years of dealing with this person and the really bad last six years of dealing with this person. But, but I just thought we could do it better and easy and get out. It's like, oh, you hate me, you want out, so we can just be done and then go on with our separate lives and still be our daughter's parent. But that's obviously not the way it worked out but I just want to reiterate on the divorce side like it takes a while and if you're going through the process of this or if you're stuck somewhere with this or 
you're getting frustrated or worried or lonely or sad or just what the heck is going on, I can't process this right now, I can tell you from my perspective, yes, I would have liked it to have gone easier. I didn't get what I wanted in that aspect of it. And so it's sad and frustrating, but it takes a while. And regardless of where, where, why, when, or how it's going to take a while, I could break it down. I could give my frustrations, my perspective, say it's her fault, my fault, this is where I messed up, this is where she messed up. But at the end of the day, it's the both of us, and it's taking a while. I want out. I want a new place. I want to be able to be there with my daughter starting our new lives. But it takes a while, and that is sad and frustrating. So if you're in the process, anywhere relatable to a divorce or a breakup or a job or a learning process or whatever it is, it takes a while, and just know that nothing comes easy. And I'm going to pivot real quick and say... From the readings I've done, the podcasts I listen to, stuff like that, so I don't remember exactly where this came from, but it's formulated from something or was kind of like plagiarized a little without knowing where I'm plagiarizing it from, is that we live in this world where we only see the end result. So one of my frustrations is my parents had a lot of battles and arguments and fights, and then I get to a point where I see them being willing to drive five and a half hours together to come to my daughter's birthday party. Just like, well, why'd you have to go through... 40 years of crap to get to that point. Like, and you have just kind of gotten to that point. <laughs> Didn't work out that way. And it wasn't. It's part of the process, which again, is a little frustrating for me to say, but I also get it on some level. It's just part of the process. And that's what we're dealing with and how we're handling it. So, so I saw the end. I dealt with all the others, but I was just like, why can't we just kind of like skip all the crap and get to this point? Because we're going to have to go through the process. But we live in a world where you don't, like, this is a weird reference, especially for me. If somebody was talking about the Kardashians and how they have all this fame and money and blah, blah, blah. And somebody was like, but they work really hard to get that. I think that could be debated. I think you could say this or that or how they got there or whatever. But the point was, it's not like they just walk out and then they just have all this stuff. Like there's things they are doing, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, to get there. And that just kind of resonated with me because, again, not my cup of tea, not my thing, not defending them or their choices or how they're existing in the world or presenting themselves. But I got the point of it being... It's not like they don't do things to do that. And it's not like the main Kardashian, which whatever her name is, is like turned out to be very good at business or being business savvy or whatever. So so we see the end result, but we don't always see the struggle. We don't always see like how you get from point A to point Z. You just see point Z and then you're like, oh, look, that's a famous actor who has lots of money. And you don't always know like how they lived in their car and did this and that. So as we're going through this process, it's long, it's arduous. It sucks, but it is what it is, and we're going through it, and eventually we won't be going through it anymore, and then we can be there. It's just you got to kind of keep your eye on that prize and know that while I had it in my head being a certain way, it chose not to go that way, and while the ex had it in her head a certain way, it's not going that way for her either. So we're both in this spot where I feel like we could have done it better, but my opinion versus her opinion, so... That is the divorce thought for the day and the thought you can take in whatever process you're doing, going to school, doing this, doing that, blah, blah, blah. And as I work into my random story here, I got to get a little bit better at writing stuff down and continuing to like improve on this and do it. I'm actually reading the uh, So You Want to Make a Podcast book. I just started it last night. But that'll be part of my random story here in just a second. Um, but I also wanted, I forgot to do my quote at the beginning, so I just wanted to say my quote for the week is, someday is not a day of the week, Denise Brennan Nelson. So I'm going to get there someday, doesn't exist. It's either today or it's no day. I 
could try to act all deep and philosophical about that, but it is what it is. So that is all I'm going to say about that one. But um, yeah, I agree with that. I saw that quote and I was like, I like that. It resonates with me. Someday is not a day of the week. So that is my random quote that I forgot to do earlier. So my random story of the week then is going to be, you are what you eat. And I don't mean that in just food, although I definitely do mean that with food. I also mean that with what I'm consuming, what I'm putting into my body, my brain, my head, my atmosphere. Right now, I've spent six years in this situation. A lot of it was really good because it was my daughter and I and taking care of her and doing that, but I just wasn't getting out a lot, blah, 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 blah. And then you kind of get in this dip and this funk and then you're just stuck in this bad situation with a bad person and then you just can't get your head out of the gutter or out of the mud or sand or whatever and so I have been making conscious efforts to to pull myself out of that and change the the way my brain is working which I fully believe you can do that uh I read this book the book of delights which I'd heard about uh I heard an interview with the author on a podcast and it was just a guy for a year, and he went through, and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like, day one out of 365, I saw a little kid eating an ice cream cone. It was cone. It was magical, and blah, blah, blah. But he actually went through and kind of like analyzed and wrote little essayettes, is what he called them in there. Some of them were like a paragraph or two. Some of them were like two or three pages. Uh, but it was just like observing and seeing things in the world that made him happy or reflecting on something that he saw that reminded him of a memory and writing that down and kind of creating this whole process that basically a year. I don't think he did like a full, full year, but skipped a day here or there or whatever. But it was just this book of delights and just paying attention to the world. And one of the things he said at the beginning is by doing this, it forced him to, well, I don't know if forced is the right word. He, it created the pattern with him where he started to see these delights because he was looking for them to write the book. But then he was just starting to notice them more and more often where he'd see a bumblebee in a certain way, or he would watch something and then he made that his delight and it just kind of created this situation scenario for him where where he was finding the good in the world and that was kind of the point is I just want a year of just trying to be fine see the good and make a book of delights which is what he titled it and it was great and it got me thinking of seeing these things and trying because I was trying to get in a pattern for a while of writing thank you letters to Starbucks or Barnes and Noble or a friend or or whatever random thing came up or a podcast or a book author or something just acknowledge the people in the work that are bringing me joy or my daughter joy and then I kind of fell into my funk and have to like ride this wave of just dealing with this person and so I'm just trying to rewire the brain back to that starting point I haven't been running as much as I normally do and now I'm trying to get back into the the rhythm of doing that and not wasting the time or being sad about the time I've got a lot more on my plate now so my runs are shorter but I'm running and I'm getting getting myself back into that so and I'm creating situations where I'm gonna have to figure out how to run differently because now I'm doing more and I've got schoolwork and all these other things which is another side story for maybe the next podcast but so all of these things are happening and going on but um, I've been meaning to and I think my friend will hear this been meaning to reach out to a friend and I just haven't I keep thinking I'm going to do it this way or that way, and instead of just doing it and saying hello or whatever, I keep waiting till I can like spend six hours doing it. And I don't have the six hours to do it, so I'm not going to do it that way. I need to just do it. But instead of letting myself get beat up about that or whatever, like do the to-do list, figure it out, rewire the brain. And I'm going to, I am what I eat. So I eat vegan, I try to eat healthy, I try to take care of my body, and then I got sad because of 
all of these life things and my daughter and where we're at and now I need to just rewire it back. So you are what you eat and by that I mean what I'm reading, what I'm processing, what I'm taking in, who I'm talking to, who I'm dealing with. It makes me sad but a couple months ago I probably mentioned this, I just basically stopped talking to my soon-to-be ex because she's horrible and anytime we do interact it goes really badly. I'm sure on her part it's like he's horrible and this is all his fault. I feel the same way in reverse. But, and I won't share any crazy sad stories, although there's a couple funny ones. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, but anyway, so, but it made it made me happier not having the stress and the worry and the, the fear of this person just being mean. And then it's like, once I started breaking away from that, which again makes me sad that we're doing this in front of my daughter and this is how it is and I don't want it to be that way and I don't want my daughter to grow up in this situation and I wanted her life to be better, but this is what I've been handed and now i got to do the best I can with what I've got for my daughter but when I stopped talking to her, then I just stopped being so scared and fearful and worried all the time. And now it's kind of like a back thought of like, please don't talk to me and make this horrible. But I just started rewiring and I'm changing what I'm eating and changing what I'm putting into my body, which is the books I'm reading, the people I'm talking to, the people I'm engaging with, how I'm engaging. And I'm kind of getting this piece of myself back that got put aside for a while. So, so that is my random story of the day. I have so many things to talk about, so many things I could share, so much going on that I feel are all mostly good things, um, but I'm trying to keep this to a certain time limit and keep it shorter and follow my outline. And I apologize, this is late. Again, life is getting crazy. I'm trying to find the right points and times. Labor Day didn't help because then I didn't get that extra free day away from the soon-to-be ex to have this moment or time to do this. So. So that's where that's at. Anyway, uh, that is all I have for right now. I'm going to post this right away. It's 12.33 on a Thursday, and then I'm going to go for a quick run, and then I'm going to go pick up my daughter from school. So that sounds like a good day to me. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode of A Better Father. Goodbye.